This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world and around the world and in Sharjah and all over the UAE. And today's date is an amazing date, ladies and gentlemen, because it, <laughs> it is 10-20-20. No, no, it's 20-10-20. Oh, I love the date. See, so, Omnia was telling me before the show, she's like, hey, today's date is uh, is unique. Yeah, two dates, were, uh, two dates were actually pretty cool this month. We had the 10-10-20, and now it's the 20-10-20. And yeah. you're never ever going to get them again. Ever again? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well... I mean, guess we only we, get 2021, and thank God we only get it once. Thank, thank God. If people can't, sometimes I feel people think when we go to 2021, COVID 19 expires. It's done. For it's expiration day is it's over. Like the level is over by then. But speaking about COVID 19, the UK Space Agency has filed COVID 19 tests, which were done by a drone. Yes, indeed. So now we're actually doing our testing not by using manpower, but rather by transporting power yeah basically transporting them with drones around the world google is also making headlines because it has planned to kill an application that lets you contact your your loved ones during an emergency now this definitely seems like a you know why would why would google do something like this Mm -hmm. but there is a very good reason behind this now uh, we have a lot of talk about ar glasses and uh, how they are the future but forget ar glasses because we're going to be talking about an augmented reality windshield, like something you put on your car. Now, could you imagine that? What would you do or what widgets would you add to this windshield if you could? Coming up on Future Talk as well, we're talking about a very interesting clock. One that I don't think I'd ever want to purchase, but it is definitely very techy for all those who are interested. It's a 27,000 clock that is inspired by an insect. Now, if I'm paying $27,000 for, for a clock, it better give me back my time that I've wasted because uh, that's a little bit too pricey. But for our Tech This Out segment, we're going to be talking about how Google is saying Chinese hackers who targeted the Joe Biden campaign, who is uh, the U.S. president uh, candidate for uh, U.S. candidate president. What was you? He's the one of the candidates, candidates for, for the, the U.S. US president U.S. campaign and how he's faking the McAfee software, software, not him, Chinese hackers. We're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we're going to give you everything you need to know about what's happening right here. But we're going to leave you with a monkey. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. In the age of coronavirus, life is all about speed. Speed in doing tests and speed in receiving results. Right here in the UAE, we are very lucky that the timing for our receiving or the time it takes to receive our results from any COVID-19 test is not too long. And this is sadly not the reality in different parts around the world. And this is exactly why the UK Space Agency has taken things into its own hands because they are now working on a drone delivery that would deliver COVID-19 tests and take COVID-19 test samples for them uh, to be able to analyze them. Yes, now the UK space sector has been given given over $1.3 million in funding to create a drone fleet to carry COVID-19 samples and tests. Now, this initiative will see the drone infrastructure and landing pads installed at hospitals in the UK 
which will enable patients to be sent coronavirus testing kits and for the samples to be swiftly returned. So a couple of years ago, ladies and gentlemen, people were creating, not a couple of years ago, a lot of, like 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, uh, people were creating uh, helicopter pads for helicopters to, tra- to transport uh, medical patients. But now we're seeing drones being used and drone pads being used on hospitals. Now, that is crazy. Now, Omni and I would talk about drones a lot and how they are changing the way of transportation, the film industry, uh, technology in general. And it's amazing to see what we can do with technology. Now, a couple of years ago, drones was, were a hobby. Yes. The, to fly a drone was a hobby. And it was a minority. You know, you wouldn't see drones widespread as we see them today. But nowadays, these drones that will be helping in COVID-19 tests will basically be able to carry samples, test kits, and even personal protective equipment. So once you receive the drone, you are receiving a full COVID-19 care package. Now, it is hoped that the use of this drone will avoid all the call-out waiting times. It's going to free up a lot of the staff that is working in hospitals, but also reducing unnecessary physical contact, which will mean that we are reducing the risk of people contracting the virus. Now, we've seen this evident uh, recently when whenever we were using robots to do COVID-19 tests, but now with these drones, I feel like everyone could basically uh, do the swab at their own home with optimal safety. Yes, it does reduce a lot of time. That's number one. Number two, uh, re- reducing the risk of, the, of, of transmission of COVID-19 because obviously there is less human-to-human contact. But the UK Space Agency is also backing something called DriverNet, Mm -hmm. which is a mobile app that will use satellite technology to provide access to more affordable community transport for people who do wish to go and come from COVID-19 care providers. Now, it will use AI to batch patients by their geolocation and send it to the NHS workers and patients a text when shuttle services are available in that area. Mm -hmm. So basically... You don't have to go on that public transportation. There's going to be a shuttle which is designated and specified for people, uh, for COVID-19 patients to go and come from hospitals, care centers, etc. I love this because we are basically cutting down on time enormously, but also ensuring the... Patients, safety. yeah, the safety of the patients and nurse practitioners, doctors, any staff that works in a healthcare facility. Many, much of this space-enabled technology also removes the need to move people, whether this is patients, healthcare practitioners, or even couriers. So instead, we can basically use these drones to move samples, to move equipment, or even to basically have satellites bring us information back to the hospitals. So this will also help uh, COVID-19 testing samples reach many of those isolated communities that we hear about whether it's islands or even third world third world countries that don't necessarily have enough funding to create and to conduct mm. COVID-19 tests. Now, now going back to that DriverNet app I do believe it's great for COVID-19 tra- tracing because yeah. if let's say for example uh, I think uh, I think I have COVID-19 mm. and I go on one of these shuttles and someone who has COVID-19 is on that shuttle mm. and then I have to do retest it does give you that type of safety and security and comfort but let's talk about Google Omnia. Yes. Google. Yes, they've decided to kill an application that might have just brought comfort to many people, especially if you are, you know, uh, if you have a loved one who struggles with chronic diseases, needs caretaking quite frequently. This app is gone out of the Google system, and this is because they are planning to introduce a much better system. Mm-hmm. So they have decided to discontinue their emergency location sharing app that is called Trusted Contacts, and this will basically take 
effect starting yes. from December of this year, but it has already disappeared completely mm. from the Play Store, so you can only actually download it from uh, third-party applications. Launched three years back, this app has definitely been allowing a lot of people to add their trusted friends and family members and seek their help in the case of an emergency. The way it works is very similar to the emergency contacts that is found on any iPhone. So for those of you who don't know, there's a health app on the iPhone where you can actually go ahead and set up the names of any person that you want to be as your emergency contact. Mm. If God forbid you get into a car accident, the phone is yes. it has a passcode. So healthcare professionals mm. can actually access the emergency contacts without needing to unlock mm. your iPhone. Now, now, also, the contacts could request a status update to see if you're all right and you can respond with your location to reassure mm. them. Now, let's say, for example, uh, I'm going out to a location or to a different city or even to a different country. Yeah. And my mom or my dad, they want to keep track of me so they can ping me every couple of hours or even minutes. And I reply with a status update that I'm OK. So if I don't respond, I can then the app will automatically send a, a notification to my mom and my dad with my, my, my location as well. Now, Google did say that it's going to close the app, and you're probably wondering, but this app Why? is amazing. It's, yeah. it's great. But uh, if you have created trusted contacts, you're going to have something else, which is going to be integrated in Google Maps, and it's going to be directly into Google Maps location sharing, which does mean it's even easier now to share the location in real time with trusted friends and family. This is the exact reason why Trusted Contacts, the application, will disappear completely from the App Store and Play Store. So it's not going to be available as of December 1st of this year. If you have the application installed on your device, you can continue to use it mm -hmm. up until that date. But that is not that much of bad news because it is uh, going to become a part of our Google Maps location sharing. And I think Google Maps is much more uh, widely mm -hmm. used by many people. So this will also mean that you can also opt in or opt out of the constant tracking the sharing of your location if you don't feel safe to do so yes and i love this feature this feature is very important because we do know that having a mobile phone is not a luxury anymore no. it is a necessity especially because nowadays i believe that children have a lot more freedom mm. than they did 20 to 30 years ago especially if when whenever people go on hikes mm. i feel like this might also come in handy because mm. then you can keep track of your loved one yes it does give you a peace of mind especially for parents let us know you guys thoughts 4215 or slide into our dms on instagram at pulse 95 radio but ladies and gentlemen i want you guys to come and get your love you're listening to Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Now, we talk about augmented reality a lot on the show. And we talk, a, we, it is a talk of the town because obviously it is the future. And uh, a couple of big tech companies do want to make AR glasses and, Google, and Apple and Google being one of them. But let's just kind of uh, forget about AR glasses for a little bit and talk about an AR augmented reality windshield. Yes, you heard me right, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about having AR on the windshield of your car. Now, this is definitely... It feels like watching an episode of Black Mirror, but it is a reality that is slowly coming to life. Now, the future of the auto industry it seems like it's going to be mostly driverless cars, electric motors, but 
Windshields will still exist, and if we can add augmented reality to those windshields, we are looking at a very impressive invention. Mm -hmm. Now, this is uh, one invention that founder and CEO Jameson Christmas, who has a PhD in holography from Cambridge University, has had a lifelong dream of bringing this to life. So it started out as a fantasy uh, and something that he was fascinated at whenever he was watching Star Wars. So he decided to basically create a company I love and Star Wars, by the way. You do? <laughs> he decided to collaborate with uh, Hyundai Motors to basically bring this to life with mm-hmm. being able to create your own widgets on a virtual windshield. Yes. Now, 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 so imagine this. Now, we kind of see already with the newer models of cars, I believe BMW, yeah. uh, Audi, and uh, those those German cars, they do have a, a speedometer yeah. on the windshield, on the I think on the left side of the windshield or right side, depends on which side you drive in. But instead of a simple speedometer and some navigation arrows, you will have actually it on your windshield and even having, let's say, you can even have uh, a news, the news on your windshield. And even let's go as far as talking about having your Instagram feed on your windshield. Now, I don't know how safe this is, but we're going to be talking about safety in just a few moments. Um, but the best part about it is that you it's... Even, yeah. What? You can even have Zoom calls on it. That's exactly what yeah. I wanted to say. So it's basically you can have a hologram mm. accompany you the entire drive. And especially if you're living right here in the UAE and you're moving mm. between Emirates, mm. this is going to make driving just a whole other level of fun. Because yes. you can basically have your loved ones, your parents, friends, family accompany you on the drive. Or they're stuck in traffic too. Oh, that would be a nice <laughs> so, one. <laughs> so, so I believe, I like that you talk about the safety concern that we're driving, yeah. obviously. But we're going to a full autonomous kind of type of car future. Yes. Now we do see Tesla. We see a lot of cars going fully autonomous, where you need minimal, uh, you need minimal attention on the road. I think for Tesla, if you do have autopilot mode on, you have to just touch the steering wheel every, every couple of, yeah. c- couple of minutes to let them know, to let the car know that hey, you're awake and you're not sleeping on the wheel. So just imagine this. I'm going to make a picture perfect scenario. <laughs> yes. Now you're stuck in traffic. Or let's just say you're going to a meeting mm. and you are stuck in traffic and you're having your car go on autopilot, Tesla or whatever make or model it is, and uh, your boss sends you the meeting ID. So you just cl- touch on your windshield and you say, okay, I'll join the meeting until I get there. So I'm in loop. You don't even have to touch the windshield. You'll just yeah. wave your You'll hand. You'll just wave your hand. And that's already being used on the BMW yes, 5 Series, by the way. Is. You just go like this. You you, you, you make the, the, the motion of your hand kind of uh, raising the volume. It will raise the volume. So... You're going to your meeting and you've done that hand gesture and now you're opt into the meeting while you're still in the car going to that meeting so that way you haven't missed a thing for that meeting. Now, I love thinking about the future. I'm a person that likes to plan ahead in life and just having that scenario in my head puts a lot of things into perspective. It takes multitasking to a whole other level, honestly. It takes multitasking to a whole other level and productivity-wise as well. Now, a lot of people, I'm gonna, say, I know a lot of people are gonna say, "What about the safety? What about this? Yeah. What about that?" Hundred percent. It's very important. Your your a car is a vehicle that can be used for good and can be used for bad. But at the same time, if we have autonomous vehicles, fully autonomous vehicles that do everything for us, I think that's fine. Even if we don't get autonomous vehicles in the time being, this could also be a lot safer than holding your phone to get navigation directions or even if you have it embedded in your car. Instead of having to look a little lower to your you know, car play to be able to see where you should head next, you're basically getting active safety. So 
you're you're going to be able to look at the map on your windshield but the best part about it is that it's not going to be compensating on your vision of the yes. road so the way it's going to be placed on the glass the way it integrates into your glass the map will not be too bright that you can't mm. see the road behind it it's not going to be too dim that you miss your turn mm-hmm. but it's going to be uh, kind of like a video game basically a like video a video game, game. right game. left arrow yeah. straight arrow you'll basically see arrows on where to head next yes let us know what you guys think for 215 or on our instagram at pulse 95 radio would you like an, an ar windshield i would love an ar I'd windshield i think it'd be amazing let us know we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we got a lot in store for y'all Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. This is a gadget that is uh, quite interesting in shape, quite interesting in form, and quite interesting in function. Would I? And price. And price. (laughs) That's the biggest one, I think. Um, Do I like it? One reason is the price, but another is the shape. We're talking about a $27,000 clock that has been inspired by the shape of an insect. Yes, and it is a minimalist clock that face suspended between three delicate insect-like legs. So basically, it kind of kind of looks like... It uh, looks like a tripod, and its name is a tripod. It looks to me like... Do you know the, the, the insect Daddy Long Legs? What? You don't know the insect? They call it Daddy Long Legs? No, I've never... Is kinda, it like a spider? It's not, kinda, I think... I don't know what it's... It, tarantula? It's, no, no, it's not a spider. Nothing like a spider, but it does look like it. And it costs $27,000, and it is influenced by an insect. Now, the clock does require some interaction between man and machine. Mm -hmm. Its dial is composed of a set of rotating discs with an outer disc that does display the hour and an inner one showing the minutes in increments of 15. Now, it does have three optical spheres that do magnify the clock's numbers to make them legible. Now, I'm looking at it. Yeah. And it does look like an insect. When you look deeper into it outside, it does look like an insect. It looks like a and when, spider to me. Yeah. And when you look at the eye, or they call it the eye of yeah. the clock, it does look like eyes of an insect. Now, I want to know one thing and one thing only. Yeah. If I buy this clock for $27,000, am I going to get all the time that I, lo- I-, I lost in my life? Am I going to get it back? I wish. Because for $27,000, that's a big hefty price tag. It should quite literally buy you time. But what this insect, what this insect, it does look like an insect, ladies and gentlemen. Please go ahead and check it out. It's called Tripod. Just type in $27,000 clock and you'll be shocked by how similar it is to an insect. But to allow all three of the insect eyes to show the time from any angle, this clock comes with dial features. So it can basically rotate for up to 36 hours instead of the customary 12. So instead of having either a 12-hour timing or a 24-hour timing, you're getting a full rotation in 36 hours. It's very precise, very, very accurate, which it should be at a price tag of $27,000. Yeah, I, I would not want to buy a clock for $27,000. No. <laughs> and then in the end, it doesn't, it doesn't work correctly. And it does come in what we call half animal, half robot creation. So the artist behind it was trying to replicate what we would see with the look of an animal and the same functioning of an animal, but bringing it to life with this clock. So you're basically... It's only an, a gadget for someone who is in interest of collectibles. Who likes art. That's number one. Loves art. Number two, likes clocks. And number three, who has, has a lot cash. of money. Who has a lot of money. Now, the tripod is available in neon blue, green, and red with only 50 pieces of each 
being made so obviously this is a collector's item this is an item that you won't have all the time yeah. so if you got $27,000 if you have enough money to buy a car go buy this tripod clock I mean it's if you like insects as well I mean it looks cool I don't I think it looks like a robotic insect yes that's number one but what I like the most out of this or my question yeah. is where is this placed do you place it on your table? Mm. Where do you place it? Because in a very uh, far away from kids location. So far away from kids. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this looks like someone like a big boss, big company boss. It's, he has it's, like a clock right there. Yeah, and it's definitely something for people who are in like in love with this retro feel of a clock. So it's it brings the modern with the traditional style of a clock into one, and it's definitely an item that will live for a very you, very long time. You know what's funny, Omnia? Yeah. That they call it a minimalist clock. It does not look anything close to a minimalist Forget the look. Style. How? What kind of minimalist pays $27,000 for a clock? That's not minimizing it. No, it's not, some minimalist items are very expensive because they will last you longer. <laughs> I mean... $27,000. $27,000. It should last me a lifetime. I know. I wish it bought us time because that is definitely a clock Hany and I would buy. But I want to ask the, the listeners and viewers because we are live on Pulse95 uh, YouTube channel. Would you buy a $27,000 watch that looked like an, a robotic insect? And uh, if you're if you're saying like me and Omnia, we would never buy that watch, that clock. No, ma- no matter, uh, if it was cheaper, I would buy it. But for that price tag, I wouldn't buy it. 4215, or go to our Instagram and slide in our DMs at Pulse95Radio. Coming up on Future Talk, we're going to talk all about Chinese hackers using an antivirus software, a cybersecurity name, mm. to hack people specifically joe biden yes indeed we're taking a short break but we're going to be right back with all that you need to know you're You're listening listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 check this out check this out pulse 95 so google is coming out and saying that chinese hackers who targeted the biden campaign are faking McAfee software, which is an antivirus software, and it's a well-known software by John McAfee. Now, Google did say in a new blog post that hackers linked to the Chinese government have been impersonating antivirus software McAfee to try to infect victim machines with malware. This is one of the biggest... It is scary. You know why? Because, I mean, you'd expect to get phishing emails from banks, you'd expect it from hospitals, but... You would expect it from anything else apart from an antivirus company. Because if I personally received an email from McAfee, whatever antivirus I was using, I would honestly trust them because it is an antivirus cybersecurity company. But now we are reminded once again to never trust what we see. Should never trust what you see and always double check what kind of emails or what kind of notifications you are getting before making a decision. Now, the group which Google does refer to as APT31 would email links to users, which would then download malware hosted on GitHub, which was allowing the attacker to upload and download files and even execute commands. And since the group did use services like GitHub and Dropbox to carry out the attacks, it made it even more difficult to track them. So, obviously, we're saying that... I'm going to go by and say that maybe... Maybe yeah. these emails were like, hey, you can get protected. You have a free trial, blah, 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 blah. And the person would be like, okay, cool. I want, I want, I want some extra protection. And then they would obviously be hacked. Now, 
Now, it's not the first attack that this group comes out with. That's the scary part. Because earlier this year, uh, this group also tried to target the presidential campaign of former Vice President Joe Biden with a phishing attack. And it turned out to be very unsuccessful. But to find them going again and now targeting normal users uh, and using services like the Dropbox to basically carry out hacking attacks, that's going to make it a lot more difficult to track them down. Mm. Every malicious piece of this attack was hosted on legitimate services, which makes it harder for defenders to rely on network signals for detection. Now, now the question is, Omnia, mm. uh, first of all, uh, since the Chinese government are getting into and they're kind of playing with uh, Joe Biden's campaign, does that mean that they want Donald Trump to stay president? Ooh, that's, a, that's, that's a, a big question. That's I want to ask, question. I want to ask the listeners, 4215, do it Do you guys think that the Chinese government wants wants Donald Trump to stay president because hmm. they're hacking into Joe Biden's campaign? But let's talk about the impersonation scam. Yeah. Now, the recipient of the email would then would be prompted to install a legitimate version of McAfee's software, while at the same time malware was installed without the user being aware. Now, Google did say that they detected that a user has been a victim of a government-backed attack. Mm -hmm. It does send them a warning. Now, the blog post doesn't mention who was affected by the APT31's latest attacks, but they did say there have been an increased attention of the threats posted by APTs in the context of the U.S. election. Now, Google did share their findings with the FBI. So, I just wanna I just wanna talk about something real quick. Now, when you do get infected with malware, they have control of your computer. They can see your passwords, emails. Basically, it's a full it's package. A, it's, a, it's a full package. They are in there, and they're doing whatever they choose to do. Now, this is a problem when it comes to the campaign. Now, I don't know why. I think maybe because we're, we're it's the 21st century and technology is advancing. But whenever there's a Donald Trump campaign, we talk about Hillary Clinton's emails, and now they're trying to hack into Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. It seems like now. We don't. Ha- we have uh, cyber warfare. There's a lot of cyber warfare, cyber attacks being carried out on the presidential election, and it seems like the U.S. is the only country who has this problem. It, it's true in a way, but we're also we've also seen it with the World Health Organization when the COVID-19 pandemic started. They were also impacted by it as well. But definitely, the U.S. is a hotspot for many phishing scams. I don't know why. What do you do if you get one? That's exactly what we're going to be telling you about in just a few moments because phishing attacks and phishing emails are real. You can receive them through email. You can receive them through SMS. So how uh, do you protect... I've, I've received a couple. You did? My friend was about to get scammed. My God. My friend, he was mm. about to get scammed. He was telling me last week. And he came out to me. He's like, honey, by the way, this, this, and this happened. So I was like, what happened? He's like, uh, so I got an email from Apple yeah. on his iCloud account that was saying that he needs to update his credentials for his iCloud account. So he puts in his username, he puts mm. in his password, he logs in, mm. and then it was asking him for a credit card verification. Yeah. And then he says, for a moment, Hanny, I looked and I was I took out my, my credit card and I was about to put it in. Mm. And then I realized that, no, I've heard the show before and, and this is impossible. They don't ask you for your credit card details on the on, on, on an email. Yeah. They don't ask you for that. So he had to go back and he, he, he backed it and he was scared he, and he was scared. He called me. And he had to go change his password, everything. So anyone could be affected by this. And I personally have gotten a lot of emails, whether it's a gaming software or whatever, saying, hey, come try this out for free. So always remember, ladies and gentlemen, double check who the receptacle of the email is, who is the sender, because it could be Google, uh, Google.com, for example, but it would be Google 
C.O.M. True. So and you'll think it's .com, but it's not. And that's the thing. You have to pay very close attention to what the user uh, or the email ID is, what is the URL that you're receiving the email from, but also make sure that if you do catch a phishing email that you don't respond back. Don't respond back being like, oh, I, I do acknowledge Just ignore it. that ignore this is it. a phishing email. Because if you respond back, this is a way that they can take control yeah. over your computer through. Also, don't ever, ever, ever share personal information in any pop-up screen. Make sure you pay very close attention to your inbox, frequently removing any phishing emails that you get. Mm-hmm. And best of all, Try to stay safe by updating your passwords every now and then with difficult uh, passwords. Don't put, you know, yeah. my name, one, two, three. Or yes, don't put my name, one, two, three. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of Future Talk right here on it Pulse 95. It's almost 3 p.m. And I want you guys to stay safe and do do your preventive and precaution measures against COVID-19. COVID-19 is alive and well. We're going to be signing off. But Afternoon Karak with Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Ati is coming up at 4 p.m. So stay tuned. But we're going to leave you with a song called El Perdon by en- Enrique. Was it Enrique Iglesias? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.